1: Hello and welcome to One Up delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And join me, as usual, again, is Carl. How are you doing, Carl?
0: Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself?
1: I'm good. I'm good. The weather's changing. I had my COVID jab yesterday, so that was something. Oh, nice. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's on the, on the rosy side, I, I presume. Not much. I mean, there is some gaming news. That's obviously whilst we're doing a podcast, but... Yeah, this is this might, and this is probably our aim, this to be our shortest pod ever, because I really don't want to talk about that Bethesda circle jerk thing. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, it's, yeah,
0: there isn't, there isn't. We we don't have a topic of the show, so I, I think given that we we might be able to achieve your aim and, and get it under the the our a our, our, our good bit under our, our previous shortest podcast. I think.
1: Exactly, which was probably about seven hours. <laughs> uh, but yeah. here we are. Um, so, I mean, the first bit of news, obviously I alluded to it with the Bethesda circle jerk, but the EU, the whatever the hell the the uh, commissions are called, they finally processed Bethesda's, or Xbox's purchase of, of Bethesda. I mean, you can obviously read the news and react to it.
0: Yeah, so our first couple of stories are all kind of, two parts of, of a bigger story. Um, the first one comes from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. Microsoft confirms some Bethesda games will be full Xbox and PC exclusive. And Tom writes, Microsoft has confirmed that, quote, some new titles, end quote, from Bethesda and power company ZeniMax Studios will be, quote, exclusive to Xbox and PC, end quote. Quote, this is the next step in building an industry-leading first-party studios team, a commitment we have to our Xbox community, end quote. Xbox boss Phil Spencer wrote today in an Xbox Wire post to mark the historic $7.5 billion deal being finalized. Quote, with the addition of the Bethesda creative teams, Gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. For the moment, as stated previously, Bethesda and ZeniMax's many game studios will continue to be run as they have until now, despite having a new owner. Quote, it's vitally important that Bethesda continues making games the way it always has, Spencer concluded. We look forward to empowering Bethesda's creative teams to reach even more players around the world, helping make future Bethesda titles the biggest and most popular games in their history. Xbox and Bethesda have long shared a common vision for the future of gaming. Both as fans and as creators, Bethesda understands the potential of Xbox Game Pass, quote. Quote, now that we're one team, we can start working together on the future ahead. We will have more to share about what's next for our teams later this year, end quote. And you can get that full story over at Eurogamer. And our second story on the same matter. Again, comes from uh, from Eurogamer. This time it's from Matt Wales. Phil Spencer says future Bethesda games will be exclusive to platforms where Game Pass exists. So Xbox head Phil Spencer has clarified Microsoft's stance on exclusivity for future Bethesda games. Speaking as part of tonight's lengthy Xbox and Bethesda roundtable event, Spencer chose to address the issue directly. Quote, I see it in the community. I listen to the podcast and all the questions. End quote, he said. Quote, so I'm going to try and be as clear as I can because I think that I think it's fair. End quote. Quote, obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. End quote, he explained. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go and support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities, and we will continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do, end quote. But but if you're an Xbox customer, Spencer continued, The thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building. And the creative capability we'll be able to bring to market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. And you can read the full story over on Eurogamer. So... What are your thoughts on on this guy? I mean, what, is this the line from Xbox that you would have been expecting? And and how how kind of are you interpreting what Phil Spencer is saying? Because I, I personally, and I'll get onto it afterwards, I I feel I'm interpreting it a bit differently than other people.
1: Um, yeah, it's a strange one, really. I think pretty much what he's said, he's trying to pour out Game Pass, which is the Xbox way, which is their business business model, because there's no point in challenging Sony at their own game. But they've not really... Again, it's a bit smoke and mirrors. He's not directly came out and said, let Starfield seemingly the next big, big one. He's not came out and said Starfield will be a 100% Xbox exclusive. But he's kind of... I don't even know how to word it. He's kind of... I don't know. Is he trying to sell Game Pass to Sony? Is that what he's going for? I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if Starfield's still on PlayStation. That's probably how I'd, I'd sum that up. I think if Game Pass and that got big enough, I think he'd, I think he'd take it off Sony in a heartbeat. But and I know it's seven and a half bill, but this is Microsoft. They have a lot of monies. But they still need to make that back up, and they'd probably make it back up easily just with Xbox sales and Game Pass subscriptions. But if they want a big, the biggest of returns, Sony's the biggest player base, isn't it? But it's also the fact that it's on my. It's it's not just Xbox; it's Microsoft. So there's all the whole. I'm not sure how the size or the the scale of the pc player base but i imagine it must be the biggest pc must be the biggest out of the, out of the lot surely must be
0: uh, i'd imagine so yeah
1: um but i mean all of them day one game pass yet yeah, fair enough but as i say maybe there's like timed exclusivity on them and then i don't know whether it's a year or whatever, but as I said, it still wouldn't surprise me if Starfield's on, on, um, on PlayStation, for example. But maybe, maybe like Doom or Wolfenstein or the, for want of a better term, the secondary Bethesda exclusives are exclusive to Xbox, but the big ones, the big ones is probably where you can go, well, Scott, uh, Elder Scrolls is coming out in a month. Do you really want to pay 70, 80 quid slash dollars slash euro? Or do you want to come to Game Pass where you may get exclusive content, you may get its content quicker, um, and for what, 10, 7 to $12 or 7 to 12 quid a month, and you can bid it off after a month pretty easily? I, that's kind of where I see it. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a decent amount of exclusive Bethesda content, but in terms of the I'd say the three biggest franchises... Skyrim, Fallout... Not Skyrim... Elder Scrolls, Fallout... And hopefully Starfield... Um, that I reckon that'll be cross-platform... Cross cross-platform, if I can speak... Jesus...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd have a similar um, kind of thinking as you. And I'm surprised not more people are having that 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 line. Like, you know, when these quotes came out, obviously the, the quotes from Phil Spencer in the second story, people seem to take that as a definitive, well, that's it. All Bethesda games are going to be um, exclusive to, to Xbox, or at least most of them are. Um, now, people seem to be kind of focusing on the, the line uh, where he, you know, talked about um, the either contractual things or legacy on different platforms. And for me, that's a big exception that, that he's input there. But people were kind of writing that off and saying, oh, contractual refers to, um, you know, uh, the, like games like Tokyo Ghostwire and... or. Uh, yeah, Go Tokyo Ghostwire and um no, sorry, it's Ghostwire Tokyo and um Deathloop. Deathloop, of course, yeah. Which are obviously contractually coming to, to PlayStation 5 as as timed exclusives. And then that legacy refers to like kind of ongoing games like Elder Scrolls Online, but that everything else from now on will be exclusive to to, to Playstation. And but to me, what I think that means is legacy means, you know, kind of the bigger series, as you as you pointed out, you know, your your um, Doom, Fallout, Elder Scrolls. Those series have a base on PlayStation. I know some people try to to dismiss that and say, oh, they were on Xbox first. You know, Morrowind was on Xbox original, the original Xbox. Oblivion came to 360 before PS3. Uh, Fallout 3 had DLC deals with with Xbox. You know, and I'm aware of all that, but I think nonetheless, there's still a legacy for these games. You know, there's been three Fallout titles, four if you count Fallout 76, I suppose, on PlayStation platforms. In fact, also, there was also, technically speaking, there was a, a, a Fallout game on a PlayStation platform before there was ever one on um an xbox platform because uh fallout brotherhood of steel was on ps2 i actually have a copy of that game um so you know technically speaking you know if you want to get into the weeds you could say it has a longer legacy on playstation but nonetheless you know i'm not i don't think the nitty-gritty matters here i think those three series in particular have a legacy on on playstation platforms they're huge series they're massive sellers and i don't think microsoft would want to remove them from another huge platform much like minecraft you know they didn't remove minecraft from other platforms and even at that you have minecraft dungeons they could have easily said minecraft dungeons is exclusive to xbox but they didn't they still released it on playstation so, with that in mind, I am fully expecting that these bigger series will continue from years for for years to come to launch on PlayStation platforms, as you said, there might be a timed exclusive on some of them or all of them. I don't know, but I think these games will launch on PlayStation. As for lesser games. It's more him and Hong at that point. They they might even kind of pick and choose for different titles, you know, when it comes to Wolfenstein and Dishonored. Um, in for example, I I personally still expect the Wolfenstein games to come to PlayStation, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were suddenly exclusive to to Xbox. And I think, of course, newer IPs will come to to will be exclusive to xbox you know obviously i think that indiana jones game will be probably the, the first big bethesda exclusive for xbox platforms and i think there will be more to follow but at the same time you you mentioned starfield you expect starfield to be on playstation and i do too Like, I fully expect Starfield to be on place. A lot of people have dismissed that now and said, oh, what Phil Spencer said means Starfield is going to be an exclusive for Xbox. And some people are speculating we might see the game this year and it could be the, the first big exclusive for the Xbox. I don't think so. I think that would be one that would fall under the contractual things. If Sony were securing Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, for for timed exclusives you can bet they were securing Star. like they they apparently made a bid to try and make starfield a timed exclusive for playstation so i I think they will have definitely secured the game on and and i i don't know the ins and outs of the industry but i'm sure like months out you know we're even even years out most likely you know you agree with it you know Bethesda would have agreed with with Sony and, and Microsoft of oh, we're going to launch Starfield on your consoles, so I'm fully expecting to see that game. Could that change with a Starfield too? I I don't know, but we we've already seen it with with some games. You know, we um for example, Psychonauts Two is still coming to PlayStation. You know, so that these deals are are in place. So my you know to sum it up, my personal opinion and, and I'm pretty you know ninety nine point nine percent confident on this prediction, you know that, that Starfield, Elder Scrolls Six, Fallout Five, Doom Three will all be on PlayStation. As for other Bethesda titles, I couldn't be so confident on that, but for those 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 four major titles, I think will launch on PlayStation at some point. Might be six months after Xbox, might be twelve months after Xbox, but they will launch on PlayStation platforms for me.
1: Yeah, and I think that that was Xbox's way, really. I think of I can't remember if it feels direct quotes, but it's like all games for all platforms, etc., and stuff like that. But I mean In terms of the bigger picture, obviously Xbox and Sony are rivals in the gaming sphere. But for Microsoft, not Xbox, for Microsoft, their rivals are Amazon and Apple, etc. So, I mean, is this maybe the first step into not a friend, not a friendly relationship, but maybe a a betterment of the gaming sphere? Like, just I, I. Maybe Amazon etc. coming into the gaming sphere is a good thing, but maybe it's the old guard against the new, if you kind of get what I mean.
0: I mean, it's it's interesting to, to look at it that way. Um, I, I recently was listening to a podcast where they were discussing the possibility of Game Pass coming to PlayStation, and, and one person said that they think Sony would have to be on their last legs for it to happen, but the other said that they... they were more could, could you know where were didn't think it was that much of an extremity that there, there is a situation they could mm. see where we see a version of game pass mm-hmm. on playstation that being that game it would be game pass minus the third party titles it would just be game pass with just the microsoft published titles mm. on sony because they're not, of course they're not going to have game pass you know with you know X, Y, yeah. and Z indie titles for free when is it? They're is it not like seventy percent publishing fee
1: or something like that?
0: I'm not, I'm not too sure on the the, the, the exact figures on it, yeah. but I mean that would be taking money out of out of Sony's pocket. But of course, to launch it with the with just the Microsoft games, Sony get a sl- a small slice of the pie. They also get maybe to a bit of maneuvering on deals for, for example, getting games from Bethesda studios on PlayStation platforms, that they, they can do a little negotiating that way. I think there there could be, and I'd agree with that stance that there, there could be kind of a, a mutually beneficial aspects to getting some form of game pass on PlayStation venture. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon, but a couple of years down the road, I could see it. So for me, I, I think Microsoft will want to remain on, on good terms with, with Sony and, and try to build towards that future. So I, I just can't see a world in which they take all Bethesda titles away from Sony places. And I know there's some people, particularly on the Xbox side of things, like, well, the deal's pointless if they do that, but it's not. I mean, the, like, this is a mountain of studios. They've almost brought as many studios in from Bethesda as they have altogether in all their acquisitions to this date. It's almost doubled their studios. So the amount of games and that will be coming from this deal from Bethesda, they, they could easily have half of the games as exclusives and half of the games coming to PlayStation as well. And they'd still have so many more exclusives than they currently do, so I I just don't see the 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 drawback that that others seem to see of of you know them them allowing some of these games to launch on PlayStation. But I I, mm. so I just don't see it. I I think I think they'll they'll treat it more like they've they've treated Mojang and you know they mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen Minecraft games exclusive, and I don't think we'll see the major. Bethesda games as, as exclusive. But as I said, lesser titles definitely I, I could see them being exclusive Um why wouldn't they be? Yeah. But I, I do think that the larger titles are, are gonna stay as multi platform.
1: Yeah, as I say, I mean Xbox is to sell Game Pass. So I mean that is the major selling thing. It's like we've not cut you off from some of the best and most favourite game franchises. In the history of gaming. But. Would you rather pay $70. Or would you rather pay. $7 for a month. Because most people. I mean there are some absolute. Mental people who will play like Skyrim. All the life. Which I don't really get. Well I kind of do because Skyrim is mint. But at the same time I'd rather go play a different game. Um, But would you rather pay 7 pound, Play it for a month. And then you can go back to your favourite console. Because I think. I think the professor purchase, and like we had our doubts why the Xbox series s existed, don't we didn't we but yeah. i think I think stuff like this is the reason why the series s existed because they're not going to make people swap from PlayStation to Xbox. that's just not going to happen. The PlayStation is too good, they have the best exclusives, seem well. Xbox has kind of fixed a few things recently, like the Bluetooth issue I was having probably last pod I discussed. Um, But PlayStation fans are PlayStation fans. But if you're trying to sell a better second console, that's what the Xbox Series S is there for. And if people are that desperate to play um, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom... Uh, wolfenstein even indiana jones which maybe for all the generations but you can keep spending 70 quid um or you can spend and quite a lot of these games are a few years off as well so maybe the s goes down in price in that time so let's say let's say 200 quid you can spend 200 quid on a console and then Seven quid for each month. You want to try something on Xbox. That I think that's why the S exists. It's to sell Game Pass as a secondary. Game Pass itself as a secondary console, and basically the S is just a hub of of Game Pass. Because if if you're a gamer, you don't want the S as your main console, but as a secondary console, like the S is probably competing with the Nintendo Switch more than anything. That's probably the better better way to word it because. Not many people have the Switch as their main, main console. They'll probably have a PC or a PS5 or an Xbox. But I think if if they whore out Game Pass, which they are all doing, if they just go, well, there's deals here. You can get an S and a year's worth of Game Pass Ultimate for $250 or pound or whatever. And then say, oh, we've got Elder Scrolls 6, 7, whatever we're up to, Fallout 5, uh, Skyfall, what the hell was I going to say there, Starfield, um, uh, Indiana Jones, and you can play all these for your free trial to Game Pass or $7 a month. And then they will eventually put the, the Xbox Game Pass price up, because they just will. But if they get enough people in, enough people with a secondary console as an S, I I, I just think I, I I think it's good. It, it's the, probably the correct business decision to have it on PlayStation. But as I, as I said, Xbox can't they can't compete compete with Sony's same business idea. That's why Game Pass exists. Because if it was just console v console, game v game, PlayStation win. Having Game Pass, um, having the secondary console, cheaper console, it, it it's a way for Xbox to be relevant in, let's be honest, in in a very dominated industry for the last gen and a half, probably. Like, Nintendo has its own spot, but in terms of Xbox V, the, the uh, PlayStation, PlayStation's battered it since the late 360 PS3 year, hasn't it, so... Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's good business to have to have Bethesda content on PlayStation, but I think you got to reward the Xbox hardcore base by some exclusive content or timed exclusive content at least.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll certainly balance it in, in some way. And, and as you said, you know, Game Pass is going to be the, the main focus, and you know, we're we're already seeing that. Um, we're you know. From the, the off with the, the Bethesda deal. Obviously they they announced um when the deal was finalized that, that twenty Bethesda games would be coming to Game Pass. Um there's Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Doom, Doom Two, Doom Sixty Four, Doom Three, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Rage 2, Morrowind, Oblivion. Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls Online, D.Va Within, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, and Wolfenstein Young Blood. Um, so, I mean, that's a, a massive selection of titles. Although, there are some notable absences. I mean, off the top of my head, there's no Fallout 3, there's no Rage, there's no Doom 2016, there's no Dishonored Death of the Outsider there's no wolfenstein 2 the new colossus and there's no evil within 2 which is i mean there's no explanation as to why those particular games I, are missing have they been on
1: ps now or anything recently that's all i could think of
0: i don't not not that i'm aware of um although i'm not up to date on the ps mm. now um, offering that's all i could um, think of really yeah. And I mean, if you want to get into the weeds of it even further, like you, you just wonder why they just don't offer every game that should be playable on the, the current generation of Xbox consoles. And you could throw Quake four and Wolfenstein 2009 into the mix. Now, technically, both those games were published by Activision and were developed by Ravensoft, mm. but I do know that Bethesda re-released quake 4 later in the 360s life cycle mm-hmm. so i'd imagine they own the rights to both those games i'd be very shocked if they didn't so i just don't know why those two games aren't available as well mm-hmm. i know they're not particularly popular games but i i enjoyed wolfenstein 2009 but you know definitely the other games you know fallout 3 above and doom 2016 above all It's very surprising that they're not there. Now, maybe they just want to trickle them out and and Mm. just, you know, kind of don't want to blow their load at at once. And Maybe they'll add one or two of those Mm -hmm. games each month now for subsequent months. And I mean, no complaints against Game Pass. I was giving you 20 games is massive. And they've, there's a lot of other great games have, have been added to, to Game Pass lately. I know uh, Octopath Traveler
1: has yeah, um, been la-
0: added in a few days, which was a surprise that we didn't even know it was coming to Xbox. No. And it looks like it's coming there before PlayStation and it's going to be day and date in Game Pass. So, I mean, Game Pass, it is the best deal in gaming, as we always say. And it's it's becoming more and more of a deal every day. But it just surprised me that these games were were left out, and, and the only thing, as I said, I could suggest is, is maybe that it's just they want to trickle some of them out. Yeah. What's um you you watched the the, the round table? Was there, <laughs> there any other takes from it other than the the twenty games being revealed for no. Game Pass?
1: I didn't watch all of it because I am human, um, and it was very boring, as I keep alluding to. But no, it was... I mean, to put it bluntly, it was a bit of a circle jerk, really. I mean... I think when they go into... Can you call it an event? They kind of went in it saying, don't expect news and stuff like that. So maybe I was kind of trying to play poker with them and go, Starfield's going to be at the end. (laughs) But it it just wasn't. Um, But yeah, it was just... It was probably a bit long. It could have been like a nice... Nicer, quicker, small, humble little video, but yeah, it, it was it was what it was really. Um, a bit too long, if anything, but yeah, no real news other than that. There was nice little interviews with from people from Machine Games, uh, uh, ID, ID, and oh my god, what's the Dishonored one? Arcane. Arcane, that's the one, thank you. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice interview from them, and talking about how they are to pretty much continue doing good work under Microsoft, rather than just Bethesda, so yeah. But no, not really any news, and to be honest, <laughs> the thing with the Game Pass games, I'm pretty sure most of them have been, or were in <laughs> Game Pass already. Like, I'm fairly sure. F- Fallout 76 was definitely there. I'm pretty sure ESO was. Doom Eternal's already in there. Doom was in there. I'm pretty sure Doom was in there. So, quite a lot of them have already been in Game Pass. So, 20 new games. I'm going to call that a lie. But, I mean, I think if... Just on ESO, this is kind of the, the thick of the show, really. I hope ESO... Maybe not add all the DLC because they they add like month not monthly but like six monthly um big DLCs or big content upgrades. So I kind of hope if they go in Game Pass, which I don't see why not. I think that could be a really good selling point because I think didn't they release that ESO is now the biggest um. MMORPG in the world, is it now? Or biggest player base? I might be wrong in that, but I'm sure they released something around that No, round.
0: No, I wouldn't say it's bigger. I mean, not nothing's touching. Um, well, apart from... I, I don't know, uh, they said world something. Of Warcraft. They said
1: um, something. About, maybe it was console MMORPG?
0: Sure, I think World of Warcraft... Um, uh, world of Warcraft... Um, classic edition even has more players probably than than other uh, scrolls online i do think there's something about others that's like the fastest growing
1: yeah there was there was some record files. wasn't yeah. there i'm not being an nobbit.
0: <laughs> no no there's something about that
1: mm, well yeah if they i think the last one was skyrim and stuff like that but if they had other uh I think they've done Elsevier and stuff like that as well. So if they keep adding them and if they're going Game Pass, that that could be a good selling point as well because it's obviously not just Xbox Game Pass for Xbox. If they add stuff for PC as well, that'll be um, that'll be kind of an underrated part of the market, I think.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Actually, I do wonder about that. With um, as far as DLC goes, you know, like looking at particularly the the likes of you know morrowind and oblivion and and just does, does i wonder if that includes their dlc it will be a real shame if it doesn't because um you know i think they're a big part of the the game i think you know the the shivering aisles and oblivion is probably the best part of oblivion um so it'd be interesting to see kind of how it works as far as de- including the dlc with with those games and game pass but it it is it's a, I mean, it's a nice offering, as as we said, you know, on on top of what we already get on Game Pass and, and continue to get. And I mean, you you look at the announcements every every month, and there might be like three, four, maybe five games leaving Game Pass, but then there's like ten plus joining Game Pass. So it's just getting bigger and bigger and and better every month. So it's it's cool now that that you get the, mm. Set, the Fallout seventy six
1: like, deal season Game Pass, but. That's Fallout 76, that's a dead game. So, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Not many people are too interested in that. Maybe that's the
1: biggest (laughs) thing. Probably not. Uh, I I played it a bit, it was alright. It got better from the dumpster fire it was. Um, But is there anything else, I mean, Bethesda-wise, I don't think there's much we can discuss, really, is there? No, I, I mean, I feel
0: at this point we're just kind of waiting now until the the inevitable news drop in the summer, mm. where we'll we'll get to see kind of what's next for Bethesda. Maybe that's when we will finally get the, the the proper reveal for for Starfield. We mm-hmm. know it exists, but don't know anything about it beyond that. So that might be the time for that. Um, we might finally see Wolfenstein Three and and whatever some of the other studios. Are working on so uh, i think for now they'll, they'll probably go quiet as i said they might kind of drop one or two more Bethesda games on a monthly basis mm. moving forward because there are some you know some might never come but you know I, I do think fallout 3 doom 2016 and wolfenstein 2 will come to to um to to c- to Game Pass eventually. Hmm. I mean, particularly with, with Wolfenstein 2 and with Dishonored Death of the Outsider, I wonder if that's obviously they they released that pack recently, obviously the Dishonored pack, slash Prey pack, and then yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, the Wolfenstein yeah. pack. So they maybe think, oh, well, if we include all the games, no one's going to buy the pack. So if we leave a couple out you know, we'll, we'll milk the pack for, for another couple months and then add those games. So the thinking could be something like that. But I think in terms of larger Bethesda news, I, I think it'll probably go quiet for, for the next two, three months un, until they're ready to, to reveal some new projects in the, the summer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're not really going to get much from any of them now. We've had the two, I'm not even going to call it the the... The, cir- the Circle Jerk, Bethesda thing and event. Uh, we had the two from... Well, we had three if you count the Pokemon one. We had the them three, didn't we? So we're kind of waiting for E3 Tribute Week. Let's go with that. <laughs> Which isn't too far, I mean, what are we? Mid to late March, couple months, three months-ish. Uh, so yeah, um, but we did kind of have a, a smaller event. I didn't watch it, but I've watched the two main... Reveals from it, and that that is Square Enix, car
0: Yeah, so Square Enix presents their digital showcase roundup. Uh, Square Enix launched a new live stream event on Thursday called Square Enix Presents, with a forty-minute presentation that showcase what's new and what's next in the publisher's catalog. Here's everything revealed at Square Enix Presents, March 2021. First off, Life is Strange: True Colors. Life is Strange True Colors will launch September 10th on Google Stadia, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X. The sequel to 2019's Life is Strange 2, True Colors ditches the episodic format and will instead release its full story on the same date. Life is Strange True Colors stars Erika Mori as Alex Chen, a young Asian-American woman with psychic powers who moves to Colorado to discover the truth behind what happened to her estranged brother, Gabe. Life is Strange Remasters 2015's Life is Strange by Dontnod Entertainment will be remastered for new consoles, along with a three-episode prequel, 2017's Life is Strange Before the Storm by Deck Nine. Both games will be available in fall of this year, and will be bundled in an Ultimate Edition of Life is Strange True Colors. Project Athia First announced in June 2020, Project Athia was the working title of the new IP from Luminous Productions. The game now has a title Forspoken. The action adventure stars Ella Belinska as the protagonist Frey Holland facing off against fantastical beasts in an untamed land. Forspoken, as previously announced, launches in 2022 for PlayStation 5 and PC. Outriders, People Can Fly as third-person loot shooter which launches April 1st and will be available via Xbox Game Pass on the same day, got two new trailers. Ballon Wonderland, the 3D platformer coming from former Sega duo director Yuji Naka, an artist now to Yoshima, which launches on March 26th, received a new trailer. Marvel's Avengers, a new story expansion was announced, War for Wakanda, with a teaser trailer. The expansion sees Black Panther face off against his nemesis, the Vibranium Plunderer Claw. The latest DLC, Operation Hawkeye, Future Imperfect, which launched this week, also got shown off in a trailer highlighting the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X version of Marvel's Adventures, Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy. Crystal Dynamics updated fans on what's in the pipeline for the 25-year anniversary celebration of the Tomb Raider franchise, a three-game Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy bundle comprising Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider is now available with a limited time discount for $19.99. That's, side note, that's a pretty awesome price for for what is it, a great series of games, so i I'd, I'd jump on that before it goes back up. Um next up Just Cause Mobile, the mobile adaptation of the popular Open World series, which was first announced at the Game Awards 2020, received a new trailer. The game still doesn't have a launch date. Hitman Sniper Assassins, a new mobile title from Square Enix Montreal. The studio behind the Go series of titles was announced. The title is apparently a working title and will be a follow-up to 2015's Hitman Snipers. And Space Invaders AOR. Square Enix is collaborating on a number of smaller titles with Taito, including new titles in the Darius and Bubble Bobble series, but the highlight of their collaboration is the new augmented reality adaptation of the classic arcade title which was announced. So that's the roundup. Anything at all jumping out for you there, Guy?
1: Um, We'll save Outriders to last because that's probably, that's obviously the, one of the bigger games coming out this year, or one of the only confirmed games, because nothing else is confirmed, really. Um, but for Spoken, uh, or For Spoken, or Project After, formerly known as, um, it's only well, there's a bit of gameplay, wasn't it? But it's more, mainly a cinematic thing. We we were imp- we were impressed with that when we first saw it, weren't we? And it was the that was the tech demo for Unreal Engine five, wasn't it? And everyone thought it was a game. So that looks really good but my only doubt is it's Square Enix and I'm not sure I trust Square Enix as much as I used to. Know what I mean? They've had a few duds recently.
0: Yeah, I mean what you can say really with them is yeah you know, there, there certainly has been a couple of games that were disappointing but they they, they certainly have a, a a tendency for things to be delayed i, I think they've gotten better and it was a more so kind of previous projects like obviously final fantasy 15 and and kingdom's heart hearts 3 that came a, a long time it took a long time to come out but they did come out and since then i th- i think you know obviously final fantasy 7 remade didn't take quite as long but now we're all wondering how long it'll be before we see a, a follow-up so I, I certainly understand your 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 apprehension when it, it comes to, to the bigger projects from them um but but certainly for for spoken you know probably is the, the stand out for me as well i mean it, it's an interesting project in that you know it's a, it's a japanese studio but it's western writers so that's that's a weird kind of collaboration that that we don't see too often, so i'm I'm really excited to see kinda of how that works out and the game looks beautiful and in a way, people are kind of looking at Square Enix as Sony's answer to Bethesda, in that obviously Sony don't own Square Enix, but they're making a lot of deals with them they've they've got um for spoken obviously is a a timed exclusive, but it's a two-year timed exclusive, I believe. So at that point, it may as well be an exclusive because who's going to sit around? I'm not saying people won't play this game on Xbox, but are people really going to sit around for two years to wait to play it? I, I can't really see too many people doing that so mm. uh, I think we do talk in two years and uh, I think we've seen that that Final Fantasy 7 remake that the exclusivity on that seems to be longer than people thought and people are now expecting Final Fantasy 16 to be a similar time exclusivity so you know when they have kind of huge titles like this for, for two years exclusive mm-hmm. that that that's massive you know they they almost may as well have them permanent so uh, I think it's an interesting approach but that's not to say that Square Enix is completely in bed with with Sony because they're they're not I mean they they make exclusive games for um for Nintendo often uh, at least on a, on a timed exclusivity basis, they also seem to be making deals with Microsoft as far as Game Pass goes. We've, we've seen a lot of Final Fantasy titles pop into Game Pass. We're, we're now seeing, um, obviously, as I mentioned before, um, Octopath Traveler is going into Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's not, they're not exclusively partnered with Sony, but Sony seem to be getting the, the best deals, let's say. So I, I think, um obviously, for spoken is is the first
1: mm-hmm. major
0: example of that. Obviously, following on from from Final Fantasy VII remake, so it'll be really interesting to see kind of how that game shapes up when it mm. when it comes out next year. Um, you mentioned Outriders. You you played the demo. I I haven't gotten a chance to to do it yet. I, I've heard good things, but you you were a little more tepid on your opinion. I mean, what's your take on that game?
1: I mean. <sighs> I haven't sunk loads of hours into the demo which maybe maybe where the game improved from my perspective because I literally got onto the bit where you choose your class and then did a little bit but the game itself like I'm not sure how how picking a different class can change this much but the gameplay feels really dated like to me it felt maybe even Xbox 360-ish like I I compared it to uh, oh my god what's it called what is it called the first MMORPG that came on 360 and got it Defiance, Defiance. I, I compared it to like that but I, I said that to a couple mates who, who've played it a bit more than me and they kind of went mm, probably not but from what I've played, I don't think it's going to be this groundbreaking... I, I think you said maybe compete with Destiny, obviously you haven't played it, but... I, maybe it's another Anthem, another false dawn in that regard. But in that sphere, I think you're kind of hoping at, at best it can be The Division, because nothing's topping Destiny in, in this in this genre, so... Yeah, I mean, from what I've played, it's not that interesting to me. I might go simply because there is no other new games coming out that I know of or am interested in. Like, I'll probably, I'm quite looking for to Octopath Traveler on Xbox, to be honest, because, but, um, Outrider's coming to Game Pass on, on launch as well. Just simply because it's something to play with my mates. I might give it another go. And once we get in a lobby or whatever, it might be more fun. But from what I've played, a bit meh. Like, I just, I didn't see what was special about it. Like, oh, you pick a class and you've got superpowers. It's like, it's the same as every other game. Every other game. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see where you're coming from on that. I mean, we, we've talked about it many times when it comes to those kind of, the games that, in our mind there's the large piece of the pie which goes to destiny there's a small piece of the pie that goes to division and there's not really any pie left for anyone else which is why we've seen you know anthem has been effectively cancelled now in in terms of it's not really going to be getting any more major updates and you know marvel's avengers is is struggling um so it it is difficult there and and even borderland 3 doesn't seem to have I know that's not exactly one of those games, but it shares a lot of similarities with them, and it hasn't done quite as well as as people might have expected. I'm not saying it failed, but it certainly hasn't done as well as 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 people might have hoped. Um, so I can understand it's tough for for Outlanders entering that that space, and I, you know, based on what I've seen, it doesn't seem to do anything too different to what we've seen from other games. Um, I, I, I suppose for me personally, it's just, it's, it's got a, it's pedigree that, that is interesting me in, in that, you know, I like people can fly. You know, I, I really enjoyed Bulletstorm and, you know, I, obviously I know they, they, they worked on the, the Gears of War series, uh, which is near and dear to my, to my heart. So for that reason, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, to kind of give it a try. And mm. I mean, it's on Game Pass and mm-hmm. you may as well try it. Um, but I do gather some some people seem to be enjoying it, which mm-hmm. is probably more than you could you know comparing the reaction to its demo to the reaction of when Anthem's beta yeah. is night and day. I mean, yeah. people were just bashing Anthem's beta to, to no end.
1: Maybe it, it does. Maybe the gameplay does improve as soon as you get your class because that that may be the unique selling point of it. But that was also the unique selling point of Anthem. But Looking looking at the Square Enix uh, present footage, they were going more into the skill tree and stuff like that, weren't there? So, maybe as the game... Maybe as you level up, there's more unique stuff about your character, but I mean, what was There's a tank, there's a sniper, there's an assassin. Is there a mage? Warlock type person? I can't um, remember the fourth I think one.
0: the pyromancer would be some sort of mage.
1: Yeah so it's it as i say i'll i'll give it a go i'll give it a go when it when it comes to um to game pass but from what i've played i i just i don't see why i'd play that over Divi- over the division or destiny to be honest but over other than the fact it's new one. yeah obviously. no i
0: post your free job on linkedin dot com slash achieve today yeah it, it' it's got something to prove um but it will be you know it, it, so far so good in in terms of people's reactions you know and that's that could be just because a lot of people are saying we're in a the lull there's not many games coming out so that that could be why so many people are jumping on this demo but um nonetheless i mean it, any positive for now is, is something for them to, to take, and I think uh, Square Enix will, will maybe be uh, a little relieved, especially given the, the struggle of um, Avengers. Uh, and speaking of Avengers, I mean, did, did you watch the, you, you said you didn't watch the full showcase, did you see oh, what God they, no. they've shown of <laughs> Avengers?
1: I could have went and watched the Avengers stuff, but Carl, that game is shit. <laughs> So not? (laughs) Well, you've
0: you've played it, so it's yes. I bought that
1: game. It's shit. (laughs) I'm allowed to say it's
0: going to do a lot to pull you back in. I'd imagine, you know, even Mm. even to try the maybe uh, Spider Man
1: on Xbox. Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: that that'd be something to see. Mm. That that was actually that seemed to be funny enough. You you mentioned Spider Man. That seemed to be the talking point after this was where is Spider Man? I mean, we had Spider Man announced as a PlayStation exclusive character. What seems like months and months ago, and we haven't heard anything since. That, that it still doesn't seem to be in the pipeline, which is quite weird. Now, maybe that wouldn't have been something to discuss at a you know kind of a show that was is aimed at all their fans. Although, then again, obviously they have shown off, for spoken, so mm-hmm. say you couldn't. Um, but that that seems <laughs> probably because no one cares. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I, I think. Maybe put a focus on Black Panther for their next uh DLC characters mm. move. People love Black Panther. Obviously, Obviously it's particularly Ch- topical Ch- because yeah. of the, the the unfortunate passing of um Chatter Cross who who we would would consider Black mm-hmm. Panther for us given yeah. his his portrayal in the movies. So, uh, I mean, uh, I think that's a, a character that's definitely going to excite people more than Hawkeye did. I mean, no disrespect to Hawkeye, but, I mean, a lot of people... It's Hawkeye. Was ...a <laughs> weak character to base the DLC Especially
1: around. that the last DLC was Hawkeye's daughter, so they're the exact same p <laughs> Doesn't really make sense.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, and, I, I mean, it, I they... they had an extended showing of this Hawkeye DLC on <laughs> on playing on I, I don't know whether it was PS five or Xbox Series X. And I mean I haven't watched gameplay of this game since it first launched, so mm. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it and then watching it it just seemed really generic to me. Like Oh God yeah. That's the and perfect a, and I'm I'm an Uber Marvel fan. Mm. So for me to say that it, you know it says a lot and I just I just I couldn't. It didn't really catch my interest. Hmm. I mean, I, I think for me, when I play this game, is when Spider Man has come, and <sighs> the game is is twenty euro in a in a bargain bin. That you know, or maybe even less. That it must I will... be twenty
1: quid by now. I'm gonna whilst you talk, I'm gonna see how much it is, and then we can get we can guess the price.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean it that that's what it's going to take for me though and 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 if i wasn't the marvel fan i am and the particularly the spider-man fan i am I, i'm not sure i'd ever play it because it just looks so so generic i mean it, it i mean anthem looked more interesting and, and that's something so um I don't know what they do to save this game what what they do to kind of bring it back and they're trying they're not giving up on it they're not doing what EA has done with with, with Anthem by by canceling their plans you know they're including <laughs> continuing to roll out updates and obviously they hope that um you know as they add more characters and the characters people are interested in that that there will be more interest but for now I just I just don't see where that comes from mm. um do you have the price ready
1: would you like to guess it
0: I, I'm going to guess 30 pound
1: i'll give you that it's 29.99 and that's for playstation 4 and that is where is this from this is from ebay so
0: yeah so hmm. so it's it's getting there i think i've seen it in the mid 20 tw- like in the um, in terms of pounds and the in the mid 20s before it's the lowest i've seen but you know for me obviously working off euros 20 euros so that's maybe about 17 pounds that that would be kind of the sweet spot for me that's when i'd i'd pull yeah. the trigger so I'll be waiting a, a while longer on that. But I, I just don't see where... This game's never going to be as big as it, they want it to be, uh, that's for sure.
1: I mean, considering the quiet year in gaming, we kind of had... I know we had Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, actually. At, at this is going to sound Did that come out the same year? Because at, time, is, time is not a thing for me anymore since the pandemic. Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2 came out the same year as Avengers, didn't it? They...
0: They did, yeah? Yes, yes. Out last <laughs> I
1: year. wanted to double-check, because, as I say, time is a... Time is a construct unfamiliar to me at the minute. So, yeah. But, I mean, it was never going to beat them in terms of Game of the Year top-tier stuff. But in terms of a fun game, a casual game for people, I, I just don't understand how they can make a Marvel game bad coming off the success of the MCU. Like... And I don't know how we've ended up on this, yeah. because I was kind of expected <laughs> to just blow past it. But how can you make a game where Iron Man 4, Captain America, The Hulk, um, Ms. Marvel, Black Widow... How do you make all them characters feel and play the exact same? Like, how is that possible? Like, there's obviously little differences. Like, they have different abilities, but they all feel pretty crap. Like, if I'm playing as Thor, I want to batter the shit out of everything. If I'm playing as the Hulk, I just want to, like, press forward and just murder everything. I want to be stealthy as Black Widow. As Captain America, you kind of want a bit of everything. But all of it just feels generic. You said it earlier. Generic was the perfect word for it. It it was just so disappointing. It should have been... It should have been the casual game of last year, and it just wasn't.
0: Yeah, no, I mean watching the the Hawkeye thing, and and I felt like at the time when I was having this thought that oh maybe I'm nitpicking here, but like I was like you know Hawkeye isn't playing like I'd expect Hawkeye to play. Like I mean he's leaping around the place, he's moving like way too fast. Like I mean Hawkeye's a regular human, you know he's not a superhero. You know, he's not even Captain America, like, and that's what I thought. I, I thought, okay, he's not quite zipping around like Quicksilver or something, but he's moving like kind of at the, you know, like like I'd expect Captain America to move, and and there's not many non-superpowered humans, or if any, that can kind of move as as agile as as Captain America can, and and that's what it, it seemed like. Captain America jumping around with a bow and. I was just, that that just irked me. I was like, no, Hawkeye should be slower. He should be kind of more at a distance. Um, I, I know he can get up close and personal at times, and we we even see, saw him in the movies with it with a sword, obviously at Ronan. I know he has that in his locker, but at the same time, he's not got you know any kind of enhanced speed or enhanced strength, and you know it just it it seemed like he was Captain America, and then and then that got me thinking as someone who didn't play the game, I'm like do all the characters just play like Captain America? Just, you know, just like Iron Man plays like Captain America, but can just shoot laser beams out of his chest. And Spider-Man's going to play like Captain America, but just can shoot webs. I mean, it's just, it it just seems so, so generic. And so, I mean, I, 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 I just wish they'd they'd focus things, you know, like and I've gotten into the nitty and gritty of the characters and, you know, focused on the, the story. I mean, I still think to this day this game should have been a single player game and just the complete focus should have been on on that aspect. And it's unfortunate that it hasn't. And and for that reason, I just can never see it living up to my expectations and you know the funny thing is if square were to announce tomorrow look we're no longer supporting this game but we still like we're gonna support it but we're not gonna bring out major expansions but we still got this deal with marvel and we're gonna go back to the drawing board with crystal and make a marvel game that's single player focused I'd be really excited because Crystal Dynamics are an amazing studio. I mean, I mentioned earlier how those Tomb Raider games are excellent, and how you know I think people should should jump on that that offer of of twenty quid for for the three. In fact, it, it matters a little less in pounds. We seventy in pound for for all three Tomb Raider titles because they're an amazing studio. They're they're top notch. But I just think it was because this this title wasn't focused is is why it's it's ultimately fallen down which is which is unfortunate um but I, I suppose we'll we'll move on from that because as you said you didn't expect we'd be jumping into the weeds on avengers especially as you, you've already ranted plenty about how bad that game is at, at the time when it first launched um was there anything else at all from from this showing that that was notable to you
1: no not really not really as, as i said square. To be, one, I didn't know that event was on, <laughs> so they need to advertise better. And two, there's not really anything from Square I could have expected that would really tickle my interest. Like, I mean, unless they're going to Final Fantasy for Xbox or something like that, there's not really loads that could have grabbed my attention, because, as I say, Square's a bit, in, a bit in a downturn, I think. So, yeah, there wasn't really much that could have grabbed me in there into watching the thing i mean i probably would have just out of boredom but you know <laughs> that's just me
0: yeah i mean it, it one thing that that uh before i sum up my thoughts one thing that did was notable to me and and it's on the major but is hitman sniper assassins because obviously io left square and took the hitman ip with them so I was just surprised to see another Hitman game coming from from Square. Obviously, they're still on on good terms with IO. If IO were allowing them to use that license to to release the, another game, so that's that's interesting in itself. And um, it, it's nice to see as well that a, a studio can leave a a publisher and, and remain on good terms. You know and it, that it's not going to be a you know kind of a Bungie Activision situation where Bungie are Blaming Activision, maybe not in public, but behind the scenes for kind of the failings of, of, you know, Destiny, for example, the places in which it, it fell down. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that. But I mean, obviously, this showing was very much Western focused. You know, obviously, Forspoken is developed by a Japanese studio, but it's a Western game. You know, it's written by Western writers. Obviously, Space Invaders again, and and is a Japanese title, but Space Invaders is a huge world worldwide. So this seemed to be a showing that was aimed at the Western side of things. You know, it, it, we were weren't getting Final Fancy or. Um, Dragon Quest or any of the other RPGs. And I think we kind of know what's happening in those series at the moment. You know, we know what's happening with Final Fantasy. We know about Final Fantasy 16. We know about seven remake. You know, we know they're, they're remaking a lot of their older titles like the mana and saga series, you know. So I think they're, they're, they're kind of out in the open on those titles. So the Japanese side of things was, is there. So I think it probably was the Western side that that needed a bit more. Um, clarity, but at the same time, I'm not sure they've they show, shown much. We, we still don't know what the next Tomb Raider game is, for example, and mm. Deus Ex is still seemingly dead. So, yes, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it might be a while before we, we see more, but they have already, they said at the end of the showcase, they'll have another showcase in the summer, so probably around E3 time. So we probably don't have to wait too long to, to maybe see what's going on with, with uh, some of these series, but it's, it's, it's just cool that 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 a lot of these companies now are are kind of saying that they don't need an e3 you know they don't need a platform they can make their own platform and they they can make their their announcements when they have announcements ready to go and that's probably the best way because then things aren't forced
1: yeah exactly so and i think it must have been a cup a few e3s ago didn't didn't Square literally put all their announcements either on Xboxes or Sony's put on stage, and then they did the road show and everyone was like, "Well, that was shit." <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that
0: that did happen. So um, yeah. yeah, that was a bit of a mess. So I, I think this is probably a better better way yeah, of going exactly. about things. Exactly. Um, but no, it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of what what Square have to to come, um, and what, as you said, alluded to earlier, would companies in generally ha- general have to, to show when we get to kind of that reveal season, as we like to, to call it. Um, but moving on, we do have one last story which is Play at Home 2021 announcements. So Sony kicked off its new offering from its Play at Home initiative with Insomniac Games' Ratchet & Clank, the 2016 reboot of the popular series, which is available to download free until March 31st. The PlayStation blog has announced the next offering of titles through the initiative. From March 25th to April 22nd, the following titles will be available to download for free. You've got Abzu from Giant Squid, Enter the Gungeon from Dodge Roll, Subnautica from Unknown Worlds Entertainment, Res Infinite from United Game Artists, The Witness from Tecla Inc., Astrobot Rescue Mission from Team Asobi, Moss from Polyarch, and Thumper from Drool. And the cherry on top will be Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition which will be available from April 20th through May 15th. Anything jumping out to you there guy?
1: Um I mean obviously Horizons the big one isn't it really for for everyone. Um Ratchet and Clank obviously have it have its fan base but in terms of the listed free ones um I don't think I've played any of them but I've, I've a couple a couple of my mates have played Subnautica and they really like it like if it, it it again it's a game pass game that they, they've played it they've really enjoyed it so if you're looking for a survival game that's kind of set underwater um yeah i'd recommend that i need to try it out myself actually so yeah subnautica out with that list but i mean horizon it, again not my cup of tea but i'd if if i could be asked and I wasn't such an Xbox quim. I'd probably, I'd probably go back and finish it. But yeah, that, that they're the two I'd probably pick up. Any, any other list for you?
0: Um, well, I mean, personally, on on my end, obviously, I, I Ratchet and Clank, I already got from PS Plus. Um, The Witness, same was was on PS Plus, and I own Absu, Subnautica, and Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Um, you know, enter the Gungeon is probably the the pick out for me in in terms of something that I like to mess mess around with. And I have been hemming and hawing about kind of uh, PSVR and keeping an eye on PSVR's pricing. You know, right now it's it's a it's a little bit on the expensive side for my liking, but it does tend to drop prices uh, notably um, when when different stores do their sales. So that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. And, you know, I could be tempted to to pick one up. And when I do, obviously, having Astro Bot Rescue Mission and Moss, which are kind of two of the games that come up time and time again when people talk about the best titles on PSVR, I think it, generally it's those two and Beat Saber are kind of the, the top three, you know, the the big three, the three you have to play. So it would be pretty cool to have them available. I, I really enjoyed um astrobots playroom recently on the the ps5 and I'll get to obviously what a, when we talk about what we've been playing so um i, I think they're they're notable games particularly if, you know if you already own a, a psv or you're interested in PSVR. or but the, but the fact that sony are giving us 10 free games for absolutely nothing it's nothing to do with uh you know any kind of um subscription or anything like that you know you're you're getting these 10 games over the next Eight weeks is is pretty, pretty notable.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they. I mean, obviously, the. I think we did. It. Did we do in the last show the new VR crack? They're talking
0: of, about the, the PSVR two. Yeah, and the future PSVR. Yeah, yeah we, we, we talked about it then. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there was. I think there was a thing on Xbox, in they accidentally linked. Or tweeted like a picture, or there might have been a software glitch that said Xbox now supporting, um, VR or something like that, but they seem to deny it. It, I'll say gimmick, but I don't, I think it, it is, it does have its place. I, I would try it, and I'd probably enjoy it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've I've still not gotten the chance to,
0: to play one because I mean the, the only person I know who has one is is my friend's nephew. Um, none of my friends have invested in VR, but I've I've heard great things and that, you know, obviously PSVR is limited in comparison to other VR headsets, but it's still a lot of fun and, you know, there, there's people have said kind of the the, the real joy lies in like kind of the shorter experiences you know like your batman arc and vr and and the like um so i am really intrigued to, to try one of those but as i think i was talking about on that the last show when we were talking about psvr too it's always been kind of space for me you know i don't, I don't have much space where i currently am so playing psvr wouldn't be the most comfortable thing um but i am kind of going to be moving in the the near future so their space won't be as much of an issue then so it'd be certainly something i'll I'll consider because there is now kind of a collection of games on that platform that i want to try out and as i said astrobot and uh moss are are certainly among those
1: yeah exactly exactly um but that's pretty much the end of the show uh carl i mean last question what what have you been playing
0: so I, I've been playing a, a few things lately. Obviously, as we know, um, as of the last show, I'd, I'd recently picked up a PS5. I've now had a bit more time to to play with it. So I've been kind of playing a mix of PS5 and, and PS4 titles on there. Um, con- I've been playing Control Ultimate Edition. Um, I'm a couple of hours into to Control. It's, it's an interesting game. Mm. Um, it's... It's got a really weird atmosphere. Did you have you played it at all, guy?
1: No, it's in Game Pass. I was tempted, but yeah, it's just I think one of my mates tried it as well, and he said it, it's inter- it's interesting. Yeah.
0: But- I don't know how I feel about it. Yet. Mm. You know, it's 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 a weird game in that sense. I'm not sure if I like it or dislike it yet. Or well, dislike would be harsh, but that it's it's not my my kind of game. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. But I, I, there is a weird atmosphere about it. Like it, mm. it, it almost. I suppose there are some horror aspects to the game and to a degree but i mean it feels like much more of a horror game than it is to me i don't know Mm. what it is when i'm walking around i'm kind of on on tender hooks um but there's definitely some some interesting aspects of it so i'll certainly be playing more of that um i also picked up a, a couple of smaller titles um on sale i got picked up oxen free which obviously is a um kind of a one of those kind of story based choice games. It's it's a it's a shorter game. I'm I'm about I think I'm about halfway through that. Um, it, it's a it's a nice story. And um, they also same studio that did um After Party, uh, which is obviously that game we have to outdrink the the devil. Um, I I think After Party is a better. And obviously, mm. it, was a, so it was their sec, next game, so obviously they're, they're improving with time. But I, I think Oxenfree is definitely a, a good game, and I can see why why a lot of people enjoyed it. Um, I also picked up Guacamole 2, which mm. I'm really enjoying because I I, I loved the, the first Guacamole. I think it was a great kind of um Metroidvania game. And as I said on the show last time, I think when I was talking about playing Carrion, that I... I'm very bad at 2D games these days, and, and particularly um, Metroidvania games can, can frustrate me, and I can only play them in, in short spurts. But I, I like the balance of difficulty on the Guacamole games. I, I think they're a lot more kind of friendly to, to people like me who are crap at 2D games. So. Um, <laughs> That's what I've been playing lately. Um I feel there's another game but I'm just not going to think of what it is. Um how about you guy? What have you been playing?
1: Um too much Warzone uh, for my own lack of sanity. Um what else have I been on? I tried to get back into Wasteland 3 with my mate but I stop because we we stopped playing that because it didn't run too well on my Xbox Series S. And now that we went back on it, having that big break between it, it didn't really help that. So I'm not really feeling that too much. Um Overwatch is always there or thereabouts. Trying to think what else. I'm sure i played other stuff. I've downloaded a lot of stuff. Like, I went back on ARK for five seconds and realised, no, I can't see beer. <laughs> um, what else? Sure, I re-downloaded something else yesterday, but yeah, Warzone, FIFA, the works, the usual crackware. I'm not really having fun, <laughs> but you just played it with your mates, so yeah, yeah,
0: the the, the kind of force the habit games, yeah, yeah exactly. We've there. Um, speaking of of, of game pass I, I got my Xbox set up again. I, there was kind of a bit of a rejig when the PS Five mm. entered the room and the the Xbox One S got got moved out, but I, I've got a back up so i'm gonna get back on the path to completing gears of war 4 this weekend so um hopefully i'll be reaching out to you soon guy to to get set up some some co-op for for gears of war 5 exactly
1: i i have i think i'll redownload 5 so that yeah i'm i'm ready for that i'm ready for that but uh i'll have to have a look i think like i think i've been on stuff like rogue company um which is from the, it's like a tactical shooter from the lads who made Smite. Um, don't know why I said lads. <laughs> the, the, the publisher, the, uh, company that made Smite. Um, so yeah, it's a weird one. I'm just kind of waiting for stuff to come out. Like, I've been tempted to buy like Hitmon free and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's been a quiet year for games, hasn't it, really?
0: Yeah, there hasn't been too much yet. Um, I think Hitman Three probably is the the biggest yeah, exactly. title so far. It's it's got the the best rep, anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and that's where we'll finish up then. Um, hopefully, there's some more news or something else we can talk about, or if you've got any topic ideas, just just send them our way. You you know our twitters and stuff by now. Um, but yeah, thank thank you, Carl, and thank you everyone for listening. We. Not quite what hour 15 I wanted, but... So, yeah, it's... um... That's it. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye.